The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. Lucky's taste better. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky, 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 lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Better get a carton, better get a carton, better get a carton today. Hello, friends. This is Don Wilson. You know, millions of smokers in every walk of life are cheering Lucky's better taste. And among all those lucky fans are a good many college students. Matter of fact, a nationwide survey based on actual student interviews in 80 leading colleges reveals that more smokers in these colleges prefer Lucky's than any other cigarette, and by a wide margin. In addition, the survey shows that Lucky Strike gained far more smokers in these colleges than the nation's two other principal brands combined. That's quite a record. But this is even more significant. The number one reason the students gave for smoking Lucky's was Lucky's better taste. That's the same cleaner, fresher, smoother taste that's waiting for you in every Lucky you smoke. Nothing, no nothing, beats better taste. So for your own real deep down smoking enjoyment, make your next carton Lucky Strike. And believe me, you'll cheer Lucky's too. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Better get a carton, better get a carton, better get a carton today. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday one of the biggest football games in the country was played here at the Los Angeles Coliseum. Because of that fact, I had hoped to bring you the USC quarterback or the UCLA quarterback. Don. Unfortunately, I was unable to get either of them. Don. So tonight, instead, I bring you a man who is an expert on getting a quarterback. And here he is, Jack Benny. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, I tried to interrupt you because not only did I know that you were going to tell a corny joke, <laughs> but I didn't even think it was funny. <laughs> Gosh, Jack, I thought it was exceptionally funny. Oh, you did, huh? Yes, not only that, I thought it was very topical. I see. Well, speaking of things being topical, Don, about three weeks ago, the nation decided it was time for a change. I may make one around here, too. <laughs> Are you listening, Harry? Harry Truman? No, Von Zell. <laughs> so let's be a little more careful with our... Uh... Oh, hello, Bob. Hiya, Jack. Hello, Don. Hello, Bob. Say, were you fellas at the football game yesterday? No, I wanted to go, but it was impossible to get tickets. Yeah, it was a complete sellout. Oh, I know, but I was lucky. Sammy the drummer got me mine. Sammy the drummer? How did he get tickets? Oh, it's easy for him. He's a graduate of UCLA. <laughs> No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sammy graduated from college? Yep, he's got his sheepskin and everything. I just won't believe you till I see the diploma. Well, go take a look. It's stretched across his drum. <laughs> Looks like he's got on his head there. Something. <laughs> you mean the snare drum with the writing on it? That's it. Oh, is that a diploma? I thought it was his parole. <laughs> the governor's signature threw me there. Imagine Sammy being a college graduate, huh? 
Well, I'm just as surprised as you are, Jack, but Sammy told me that he studied medicine. He passed all his examinations, and he's a licensed physician and surgeon. Well, I'll be... And I'm getting a lot of surprises from these guys. I heard about a thing that happened last New Year's Eve that was unbelievable. What was it? Well, the musicians were having a big New Year's party when suddenly one of the boys got an attack of appendicitis. Uh-huh. Well, they couldn't get another surgeon, so... Well, Sammy rolled up his sleeves, went to work, and he took out Remley's appendix. <laughs> Gosh, that was wonderful. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was Bagby who had the appendicitis. <laughs> oh, well, then why did Sammy do a silly thing like that, operating on Remley? Well, that's a natural mistake. Bagby was standing up. Remley was lying down. <laughs> Holy smoke. But, Bob, how come Sammy had his surgical instruments with him at a party? Oh, he didn't. Then how could he operate? Well, he used a broken bourbon bottle. <laughs> no. Yeah, it cut and sterilized at the same time. <laughs> well, this is the most amazing conversation I've ever had. Imagine a doctor in the orchestra there. You know, Jack, we shouldn't be too surprised. You must have noticed every time Sammy signs his name, he puts M.D. after it. I know, but I th always thought that stood for marinated drummer. <laughs> after all, just because a man has M.D. after his name... <laughs> what's that? Well, that's Mary over there in the corner. Oh, yes. Hey, what's so funny, Mary? Oh, I was just reading this letter from my mother. Oh, another letter from your mother, uh huh? Huh? Well, what does the Mrs. Peepers of Plainfield have to say? <laughs> well, I'll read it to you. <laughs> My darling daughter, Mary. It always starts like that, doesn't it? <laughs> Just a short note to let you know we're all well and hope you are the same. Mm -hmm. Your father isn't home much these days as he's become more active in his lodge. Oh. In fact, last night he was there quite late playing poker. Hmm. I think he lost because when he came home to go to bed, he didn't have to take off his clothes. <laughs> Poor Papa, he always was a sucker for drawing to inside straight. <laughs> but anyway... Papa's been awfully sweet to me lately. Saturday, he bought me a lovely orchid, and when he took me to Aunt Mildred's silver wedding anniversary. Mary, your Aunt Mildred's been married 25 years? No, 25 times. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. No other news. Your loving mother, Bebop Livingston. <laughs> Bebop Livingston? Uh, P.S. Mary, do you remember that crazy, crazy turkey we had in our backyard? Well, yesterday, Papa gave it a downbeat with an axe, and now it's real gone. <laughs> I'll have Fletcher explain that to me, huh? Mary, your mother certainly keeps up with the time. Oh, Dennis, it's time for your... Where's Dennis? He isn't here. That's funny, he was here at rehearsal. I wonder where that silly kid is. Just when he's supposed to do his number. Well, Jack, if you'd like a song now, the Sportsman Quartet has one ready. They have? What's it about, Don? Well, Jack, the whole nation is talking about yesterday's football game, and they're doing a song in honor of both teams. Oh, well, that's swell. Okay, fellas, let's hear it. You gotta be a football hero To get along with the beautiful girls 
In spite of all a million dollars can do, a tackle or two will mean more to you. The fact that you are rich or handsome won't get you anything in curves. You gotta be a football hero to get along with a beautiful girl. You gotta smoke that fine tobacco to really know why a lucky is best. You gotta light a lucky pen as you puff. You know sure enough that no puff is rough. A lucky strike is better tasting. A lucky strike wins every test. You gotta tear and then compare them to really know why a lucky is best. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. strike is better tasting, so round and firm and fully packed. A lucky strike is made much better, that's not a claim, no sir, that is a fact. On every campus, be happy and go lucky wonderful, fellas, right in the spirit of football. Say, has Dennis come in yet? I haven't seen him yet, Jack. Hmm. Don, can the quartet sing another number? Oh, they'd love to, Jack, but they've got to leave for Wilmington right away. They're swimming the channel to Catalina. <laughs> Gosh, what a publicity stunt, huh? Publicity stunt? Nothing. What? They have to make an appearance in Avalon. <laughs> and on what you pay them, they can't afford to take the boat. <laughs> Look, look at him shake, folks. And the song says it takes two to tangle. <laughs> Control yourself, Don. Oh, say, Jack, I meant to ask you something. Ask me what, Mary? Oh, why didn't you pick me up and take me to the studio this morning? I had to take a cab. But, Mary, I didn't know I was supposed to pick you up. Well, I told Rochester to tell you. That's funny. Rochester never mentioned it to me. Well, when I saw him yesterday afternoon, he said he wouldn't forget to tell you. Wait a minute. When did you see Rochester? Late yesterday afternoon. He and a girl were coming out of the movies. It was the Grauman's Chinese Theater. You saw Rochester coming out of Grauman's Chinese Theater? Mm-hmm. That's where Snows of Kilimanjaro is playing. Hmm. And he told me his best friend was getting married, and that's why he wanted the day off. I'm going to call him right now and find out about that. Operator. Operator. When you hear the tone, the time will be 4-12. What? Oh, excuse me. I was on time signals all day yesterday. Uh, and number, please. Uh, I want Crestview... Five, you know, four... when you're on time signals, you keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over. Look, miss, all I'm trying to get is... The crest... day before yesterday, they had me on information. Look, operator... That drives you nuts all together. Well, miss, I know how you feel, You but... don't know how I feel. When Moyla and I came to work, what, they what, promised to make... What, well, what, what? I was trying to say is... You don't know how I feel. I... Look... 
You don't know how I feel. I don't know how you <laughs> When Myrtle and I came to work here, they promised to make me a supervisor. Listen. Myrtle's my girlfriend, and she ain't got half the education I got. Look, I want... So to... who do you think they made a supervisor? All right, Myrtle. No, a complete stranger. <laughs> Now, look, miss, I'm sorry about all your troubles, but will you please get me my home? Crestview 54124. Okay. Gosh, I must be the fatherly type. Everybody tells me their troubles. <laughs> Hello, Joe's Fish Market. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I didn't want you. Why? What's wrong with fish? <laughs> Look, I didn't say there was anything Hundreds wrong. of men go out in the rough ocean during stormy weather, risking their lives in small boats, and you don't like fish. Look, but, mister... It's guys like you that's eating up all the cows in the country. <laughs> Me? I never ate a cow in my life. Well, you better start, buddy, because I ain't selling you none of my fish. Goodbye. <laughs> did I ever get into that? Operator. Operator. Long distance. <laughs> what? You see how they push me around? <laughs> Look, you gave me the wrong number. I want Crest 5, you, 4, I mean Crest you, Crest you 5, 4124. Okay. Wait till I get Rochester on the phone. I'll tell him a thing or two. I'll... Oh, Mary, what is it I'm mad at Rochester about? He told you he wanted a day off to go to his best friend's wedding, and he went to Grauman's Chinese Theater instead. Oh, yes, yes. No wonder I'm mad. What's the matter with that operator? Number, please. Look, operator, I told you before, I'll tell you again. But listen carefully, and please, please try to get it right. Crestview 5, 4124. Yes, sir. Hello, NBC. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, wrong number, Jack? Ooh, was it? <laughs> Look, Jack. Look, you're having so much trouble with this operator. Why don't you use the phone booth in the hall and dial your number direct? Mary, that's a good idea. You keep things going here. I'll be right back. I don't know where they get such operators. Wrong numbers. One is on information. Now she's back on... I don't know. Gee, I'm thirsty. Oh, there's a Coca-Cola machine. Hmm, the smallest I've got is a quarter. Oh, well, that's all right. This is one of those machines that makes change. Let's see, where's the quarter slot? There it is. There's the bottle of Coke. And there's my chain, a dime and a nickel. Hmm, an extra dime came out. Say, this machine is returning too much change. I'll put that dime back in, I might get even more. Well, there's the bottle of Coke. And 
Hmm. No change at all. Wait a minute, that bottle is empty and there's a note in it. I wonder what it says. You had your chance. machine it even writes <laughs> i can't understand how a oh, hello mr benny dennis where have you been oh i'm sorry mr benny but right after rehearsal i went outside to drive around in my new car and i forgot what time it was your new car uh-huh i got one of those mgs oh that's an english car isn't it right you are governor <laughs> hmm. i bought it while i was with you at the palladium in london it's not new though i i bought it on time from england's largest used car dealer oh an english used car dealer what's his name Mentally impaired Marmaduke. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. He's on the corner of Piccadilly and Figueroa. I remember that. <laughs> Dennis, on this English car of yours, is the steering wheel on the right side or the left side? Neither. Well, where is your steering wheel? In London. They won't send it to me till I make my last payment. <laughs> well, for heaven's sakes, how do you steer it? Well, my mother runs alongside and kicks the front wheel. <laughs> kicks the... Dennis, how could you get your mother to do a thing like that? I put my father's picture on the tire. <laughs> I'm not going to continue this conversation. I got my own troubles. Now, Dennis, I got to make a phone call. So go in the studio and sing your song. I will if you'll get rid of Sammy the drummer. Why? Well, during rehearsal, I opened my mouth to sing and he took out my tonsils. <laughs> Dennis, get into that studio and do your song. Yes, sir. Dennis, where have you been? Jax was looking for you. Oh, that's all right, Mary. I just saw him out in the hall. He told me to sing. Here 
there's a heart you can take. Here is a heart for you only that you can keep or break. How else can I tell you what more can I do? That was Dennis Day sing- I'll handle it, Mary I'm back That was Dennis Day Singing Why Don't You Believe Me Very good, Dennis Say, Jack Did you finally get Rochester? No, the phone rang And rang at my house But nobody answered I can't believe it He was home when I left Oh, well, I'll try it again Number, please I want Hey <laughs> You're not the same operator Who answered the phone before No, I'm new here Oh, well, thank heaven uh, Get me Crestview 5 Four one two four. I used to work in Bullock's department store. I sold girdles. <laughs> Look, I don't care whether you sold girdles or not. Look, Miss, this is Jack Benny. Jack and... Benny. Yes. My, my, what a small world. Here I am saying to you what number, please, and only last week I said to you what size, please. <laughs> Look, you're a telephone operator now, so will you please give me My the... girlfriend is selling those girdles now. Look, I'm not interested in girdles. They have a new model called Fatty Secret. Look, that came out five weeks... I don't know anything about it. <laughs> now, please get me my number. Would you mind repeating it, sir? Yes, I'll repeat it. That's all I've been doing all day. I'll repeat it slowly. Because if I don't get the right number, there's going to be trouble. I want Crestview 54124. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hello, California Bank. <laughs> now look, I've had all the. Hello. <laughs> I'm awfully sorry to disturb you. I got the wrong number. <laughs> Goodbye. Another wrong number, huh, Jack? Yeah, but a nice one this time. <laughs> Donna, this new operator isn't any better than the other one. Well, why are you so anxious to get Rochester, Mr. Benny? Because he told me that he wanted yesterday afternoon off to go to his friend's wedding. And instead, he went to Grauman's Chinese Theater and saw the snows of Kilimanjaro. May, are you sure you saw him with a girl? Well, certainly, Jack. Well, I bet he was with Susie. I'm going to call her up and find out. You know the number? I should. Rochester calls her five times a day. Give me that phone. Number, please. I w- oh, it's you again. Uh-huh. Now, operator, this time I want Republic 1, 1426. Good. I was getting tired of Crestview anyway. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> now, get me the number. Yeah, I hope Susie's home. 
Hello? Oh, hello, Susie. Uh, this is Mr. Benny. Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Uh, Susie, is Rochester there? No, he isn't. Oh. Well, Susie, where did you and Rochester go yesterday afternoon? Well, where did Rochester tell you we went? Uh, to his best friend's wedding. That's right. That's where we went. Uh-huh. Well, listen, Susie, where did this wedding take place? At Grauman's... Uh-oh. Grauman's what? Grauman's Chapel. <laughs> chapel, huh? Then you really did go to the wedding of Rochester's best friend? Yes, sir. What's his name? Who? Rochester's best friend. Oh, him! Yes, him. What's his name? I don't know. He just got married, and it's been changed. <laughs> now, wait a minute. When a couple gets married, it's the girl who changes her name. When do they start that? <laughs> November 4th, when the Republicans got in. <laughs> now, Susie, I think Rochester fibbed to me. Didn't he take you to the movies? Oh, no, sir. I see. Well, what time did you get to the wedding? Just before the prices changed. <laughs> what? I, I mean, two o'clock. Who gave the bride away? Gregory Peck. <laughs> Susie, I know this isn't your fault and you're trying to protect Rochester. But he did take you to the movies, didn't he? Well, yes, sir, he did. That's all I wanted to know. I'm not mad at Rochester. I just wanted him to tell the truth, that's all. Goodbye, Susie. Goodbye. Oh, Mr. Benny. What? If I... If I happen to see Rochester, is there anything you want me to tell him? Yes, Susie, tell him that I'm not angry and he can come home. Okay. Rochester, you can go home now. <laughs> what? Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Susie! Susie! Wait till I see you, Rochester. Friends, 90% of all forest fires each year are man-caused. A campfire that is almost out, a lighted match or cigarette that is tossed away, too often bursts into hungry flames that destroy millions of acres of vitally needed timberland. So when you're in the country, be absolutely sure you put every fire, every match, every cigarette completely out. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. Thank you. Jack will be back in a moment. The first... Lucky's taste better. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher. Smoother, lucky, 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 strike means fine tobacco, lucky, strike means fine tobacco, cleaner, fresher, smoother, better get a carton, better get a carton, better get a carton today. That's a good idea, friends. Get a carton of Lucky's today, and you're all stocked up for the finest kind of smoking. Because nothing, no nothing, beats better taste. And Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. They give you the better taste of Lucky's fine, mild tobacco. For LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. What's more, Lucky's give you the better taste of a better-made cigarette. Yes, Lucky's are made round, firm, and fully packed to taste cleaner, fresher, smoother. No wonder a nationwide survey based on actual student interviews in 80 leading colleges reveals that more smokers in these colleges prefer Lucky's than any other cigarette. And besides, 
Lucky's gained far more smokers in these colleges than the nation's two other principal brands combined. Yes, these college men and women, like so many of us, prefer Lucky's, the cigarette that tastes better. You'll prefer Lucky's too once you smoke them. So be happy, go Lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. Be happy, go Lucky, go Lucky Strike today. Ladies and gentlemen, next week, immediately following my radio show, I will do my third television show of the season on the CBS television network. Appearing with me will be Bob Crosby, Rochester, Don Wilson, and... Oh, uh, say, Jack, Jack, I meant to talk to you about that. About what, Don? Well, with television demanding so many novelties and new faces, do you think it might be a good idea if I grew a mustache? You with a mustache? I don't know. Let me look at you, Don. Let's see. Hmm... Maybe. No, no, it would confuse people. You'd look too much like King Farouk. In <laughs> Jack Benny program is written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsberg, George Balzer, John Tackerberry, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. Stay tuned now for the Amos and Andy show, which follows immediately. This is the CBS Radio Network.